Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hey, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. I am excited to keep talking about Galatians chapter 6, but we are hurtling to the close of this very brief epistle. We are. It's hard to believe that uh, we're wrapping up, I guess, six weeks of yeah. reading it and talking about it. But, well, I mean, compared to Matthew or something, that was very brief. Yeah, well, we did a whole season on just a third of the Psalms. We did do that. that. That's going to take forever to get through yeah. Psalms if we get to get back to it. And Matthew took more than half the year. Yeah. And now here we are in Galatians. I feel like it was just a blip, a blip on the radar. But we're going to tackle a longer epistle starting on Monday, Lord yes. willing. It's going to be the book of Hebrews. Hebrews. It's going to take us about three months, and as we've pointed out, this Sunday going to start a class Yeah, uh, among the Christians that meet on Livingston Avenue, just reading Hebrews. We're reading be, Hebrews. So, a, so basically, if you sign up for that class, your homework is listening to every episode of Text Talk. Kind of. <laughs> it will be helpful. It will, be, it will helpful. be helpful. We won't absolutely require it. Yeah. But but we will look down on you. But gold if you don't. But there will be a chart and gold star stickers will be awarded. <laughs> Great. Now I have to go now buy a chart and stickers. stickers. <laughs> Let's keep talking about Galatians chapter six. Let's read verses six through ten again today. But how about you read it from your new King James this time? Sounds good. Galatians chapter six and verse number six. Let him who has taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. I have a confession to begin with today. It's interesting. Hang on. I need to sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Okay, now you can confess. It's interesting that we've been walking through now for six weeks this letter that has kind of an overarching theme that basically says... Salvation is not about a list of rules and legal stipulations and regulations that you're going to get just right, and because you've gotten them just right, you've done the right thing, and now you're going to be saved. It's about the fact that salvation is in Jesus, and I need to put Mm -hmm. my trust and faith in Jesus, responding to his promises, allowing my faith to work Mm -hmm. in love. But it's not about, I'm going to get this rule exactly right, and because I've got the right list of rules, I'm going to be saved. The reason I bring all that up is because I have to admit that In coming to these verses that we're reading yesterday and today, I have often treated, especially verse 10, like it's just this rule. It's a legal stipulation that now we can argue about what are the definitions and the nuanced details about doing good and how much good do I have to do and for whom must I do the good and what are the rules all around that. And if I get that right, Hmm. then I'll be okay. Then I'll be saved. Then I'll be uh, a good Christian. Mm Mm-hmm. And instead of keeping it within this context of responding to Jesus, putting my faith in him, allowing the Spirit's fruit to grow in me, and realizing that this statement actually is part of a bigger context, mm-hmm. and, and keeping it in that context. You know, there, there's secondary application to a lot of the debates we have about doing good. But, but the primary thing that Paul is saying here is this context of, 
I need eternal life. Mm-hmm. If I want eternal life, that's going to be from the Spirit's fruit. Yeah. And I need to sow to the Spirit. He says, if I sow to the Spirit, right. I will reap eternal life. Yeah. Therefore, he says, look, therefore, don't grow weary in doing good. Yeah, that's verse 9. Yeah. So keep sowing to the Spirit, right? Yeah. And patiently sowing to the Spirit. Absolutely. Don't get tired of doing good mm-hmm. because you will reap. Look, and, and it also shows that with that last verse, I have a tendency to want to talk about the look, guys, if you're gonna if you're gonna sow to the flesh, you're gonna reap from the flesh. And that mm-hmm. we obviously you're gonna reap the corruption that comes from the flesh. And that is there. It is a spiritual law that runs the universe, reaping and sowing, sowing and reaping. But, but Paul is driving at the fact that you need to understand this. When you sow to the Spirit, you will reap yeah. eternal life from the Spirit. But it may not happen immediately. Mm-hmm. It, it may not be something you recognize immediately as taking place. You're sowing the seed, but you may not be seeing the fruit growing in your life immediately. You do the good thing, but you're not feeling the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, and, and all of those things right now. Go ahead. I see well, you want to say yeah, something. Yeah, I want to just speak to that for just a moment. Um, you know, uh, earlier this week when we were talking about bearing burdens and what would we say, uh, be a burden, bear a burden, yeah. you know, earlier yeah. this week. Um, we pointed out from chapter 6 and verse 1, uh, you need to restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. And we said, hey, there's one of the fruit of the Spirit in that list at work right there. And I can't help but notice these other um, aspects of the fruit of the Spirit that we would see born in our lives by doing good, by doing good to others and to the household of faith, like kindness, like uh, goodness, you know, that these are uh, observable. These are manifest when you're doing good to other people. Yes. And and those fruit grow in you yeah. while you're doing this. But what Paul seems to be addressing is, here I am, this person who had walked into the flesh. Mm-hmm. I've come to Jesus. I've put my faith in him. I've put my trust in him. I am responding to his promises. I'm baptized for the remission of my sins because that's how I'm told I get into Jesus Christ. Right, right. I start doing the things that he's asking of me because that's how, well, Jesus will grow in you. Mm-hmm. I start serving mm-hmm. other people because, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. And that's how I become more like Jesus. But I look at my life and Man, I'm not feeling the love. I'm not feeling the joy. We, we we talked at the beginning of the week, and then we had kind of some jokes through a couple of days about the joy and the optimism. Right. And I'm not always feeling that. No, I know. Sometimes I'm yawning. <laughs> not, and, and it's like, well, what, what's going on? I've been doing good. I've been serving the Lord. Where's those fruit? Where, where, it, where, why isn't that fruit growing more? Why, why aren't I farther along in this fruit? And what Paul is saying, look, it is an immutable law. You sow to the Spirit, you will reap. So do not grow weary yeah. in doing good. Don't get tired of that. Therefore, so then. There in mm-hmm. Galatians 6.10, that's that's how right, that verse right, begins. So right. then. In other words, because of what I've just said, yeah. because of what I've just said, I'm now going to give you concluding thoughts. So then, because it is true mm-hmm. that you will reap eternal life when you sow to the Spirit, because it is true that if you do not grow weary in doing good in due season, you will reap if you don't give up. Because that is true, do good for everyone as you have opportunity, especially 
for those who are in the household of faith. Right, right. Because that is true, when the opportunity to do good comes up, don't put it off. Yeah. Don't bypass it. Don't decide to take this one off. Don't decide, hey, it's not doing any good. I'm going to... I'm not doing that today. Mm. It's easy to put those things aside. It's easy to get distracted. It's easy to want to pursue something that feels better for me in the moment. But he says, look, as you have opportunity, do that good. Because that is where the fruit of the Spirit is going to come from. You know, where the chapter began, we talked about the danger of being overtaken or caught in trespass. And we said, hey, sin is a trap. And uh, that's not to take away our responsibility, but you can spring a trap. Mm. Similarly with opportunity, right? Sometimes we uh, uh, walk into these things, these situations, and what are we going to do with it? You know, when there's sin, we might give into that and uh, spring a trap. When we see opportunity to do good for people or do good for this household of faith, um, walk into that. Go into that doorway. Yeah. You weren't looking for it necessarily, but here it is. Do it. I think it is interesting to notice this idea of as you have opportunity, as you have opportunity. Paul is not actually outlining a mission. He's, he's just, he's just outlining a, and a response. Mm -hmm. I, here's somebody that needs some good done. I'm going to do some good for them. Here's an opportunity I have to do good for somebody. I'm going to go do it. Is it, um, is a little inconvenient? Okay. But here's an opportunity. Is it a little bit self-sacrificing? Yes, but I have an opportunity. And really it's from that being inconvenienced. It's from that self-sacrifice. It's from that putting others before myself that, starts growing the fruit of the Spirit within my life. It's those kinds of things that the Spirit takes, waters, fertilizes, and grows to produce His fruit in our lives. I will say this, too, that people that look for those opportunities and take them, they really make an impression. I mean, they, they really do. Um, I, I was out at uh, out at this uh, pier in Clearwater this last week, and uh, showing it to the kids, and there was a sand sculpting festival going on. I'm like, guys, we need to go out on this pier. Let's go to the end of the pier. And, of course, what's going on at the end of the pier? Well, there's a bunch of people fishing. You know, that's fun. And uh, this one guy, you know, he was done fishing for the day. and But he had, it looked like, purchased a whole bunch of bait, and they hadn't used it all. And he just walked over to this other guy. He's like, and they were complete strangers. He's like, hey, man, you want the rest of my bait? And there you, very oh, simple. Yeah, Thanks. You know, just just doing good for somebody. Very simple. He didn't go out there on a mission that I'm supplying bait for everyone at the end of this pier, mm-hmm. but he had an opportunity to help somebody else, and so he did. Yeah. yeah, and keeping our eyes open for the opportunities. Yeah. Keeping our eyes open for the opportunities, not making excuses when the opportunities arise. If we just started there, yeah. I, I mean, it is it is fantastic for someone who is a Christian to decide, I'm going to set aside this morning or this evening as a special time where I'm going to go do some some planned good stuff. Yeah. And I do not want to planned speak against that charity at all. work or yeah, something some like that. Yeah, planned charity work. And that is fantastic. No, that is a good thing. And in fact, that I mean, that is part of our opportunity. There's lots of things around our world where we can volunteer for that, and yeah. that is fantastic. But, but what we're really seeing here is as opportunities arise, when my neighbor needs something, yeah. when my wife needs something, when one of the brothers or sisters at the church needs something, whether it's prayer or something yeah. financial, whether yeah. it's a material sp- support or a mental, psychological, emotional support, whether it's you know going to my neighbor's 
uh, you know, a family member died. And so I'm going to yeah. go to the funeral to, to the be, funeral there, to with be there with them or I'm going to make them a meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, any of those kinds of things Just to spring into action. Somebody's in, in the moments. hospital. And right. so I'm going to go visit them. Someone's in the nursing home. I'm going to go read the Bible with them. These are all opportunities. And as we have opportunities, we need to walk through them. Yeah. I think there's one final thing on this probably we should think about. And that is if I fill my life so much with all my own, I, I know I got to make money for my family, but man, right. I'm, I'm, I'm this workaholic that just constantly having to work to make sure to provide with all my own leisure and recreation with all of those kinds of things so that I never have opportunity. Mm-hmm. I need to recognize that's probably going to lead me to the flesh. That's a great point because it's, it's doing these good things. Yeah. It's sowing this good that that the spirit turns into his fruit yeah. and eternal life. Yeah, and that's what we want. Uh, wonderful study today. I'm appreciating Galatians 6 so much. It's so uh, practical, and we want to sow to the spirit, and we want to bear the fruit of the spirit. We'd also like to hear from you. Uh, what are you learning as you go through the text, God's Word? Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, Lord, we love you so much, and we thank you, Father, that you have set up a universe and, and a world that we might understand things basic like we reap what we sow. And, Father, you are the one that sets all of that in motion and keeps it in your providence and in your care. And we learn from that these spiritual lessons as well because of your revelation. And so we pray, Father, that you might bless us with eyes open today for opportunity. Eyes open for opportunity to sow to the Spirit by doing good to others, especially to the household of faith. We pray, Father, that we might have your eyes for those opportunities. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.